0: Hey, guys, welcome to Lights Out with Shreya. to talk to you guys about the 2023 predictions and the latest F1 headlines. So as we all know, this is kind of the new like a new year season for um, F1 because we are just about to get started. Um, we're only like two or three weeks away from actually seeing an F1 race at the Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, and before we get there, we have like a lot of brand new car launches being released. About five car launches, which is Williams, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Atari, Red Bull, and Haas, who have already launched their cars. And we're still awaiting for the other McLaren, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Alpine to launch their cars. And we can get started with our season and our Bahrain testing. Um, so... First, I just want to share with you guys some of your weekly F one headlines. Um, as the new season has started, um, this some of them are like news you might have already heard um, a few weeks back. But like since it's a new year season, um, this is a catch up for all of us. Um, Ferrari had a new team principal, Fred Vasseur, who was former team principal of Alfa Romeo. Um, but obviously, Alfa Romeo and Fer- uh, Ferrari they use the same engine. So um, they're connected in a way. Um, and also, Charles Leclerc was on Alfa Romeo when starting Formula One season for him, and then obviously getting there to Ferrari. Um, and I think this could be a good um, touch to Ferrari because as we've seen, Benotto's decisions were not necessarily the best for 2022 season, but I don't know, maybe a new team principal would obviously mean new decisions, new planning, um, and maybe we could see a championship for um, Ferrari. Um, hopefully, they continue it um, with the Ferrari drivers, Carlos Sainz Jr. and uh, Charles Leclerc. Um, next, also McLaren received a new team principal, Andreas Stella, um, obviously different than Andreas Siedel, I think. Um, obviously, Andrea Siedel went to Sauber Group Um, well, Andrea Stella is our new McLaren team principal. Um, I wouldn't say I'm particularly happy with the decisions of dropping Daniel Ricciardo. Um, obviously he may have had a bad season in 2022. Um, but I, I don't know how it's now looking for Daniel Ricciardo. Like just, it feels like a real, it feels different, um, it's like a relived memory, but like very different. Cause Daniel Ricciardo used to be on Red Bull, um, and obviously going through the teams, and now coming back to Red Bull is like a very long memory that's been unlocked. Um, in my opinion, I think, I think Daniel Ricciardo could help Red Bull in so many ways, but I think he, McLaren could have also helped him. Um, obviously, McLaren has their new driver, Oscar Piastri. Um, and I think that's going to be a good, um, that might be a good driver pairing. Um, because, okay, McLaren, like we know, or we can at least like, n- we already kind of have like an idea that like McLaren's not going to drop Lando Norris because like just the amount of time they've had him on the team. It's like, it's just like Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. Like, I don't know the, like how they're going to like, they, they wouldn't just drop Lando Norris, unless he actually does poorly, but I think Lando Norris is a great driver. So, um, obviously, like, it just, McLaren, I've always seen him, like, um, sorry, I've always seen on McLaren, Lando Nor- Norris, um, always being, like, the youngest driver. Like, he used to be with, there with Carlos Sainz, Um Obviously, you remember that Carlando name? Um, and then now he's, and then he was with Daniel Ricciardo. Though, so keep in mind, Daniel Ricciardo and Carlos Sainz are older than Lando Norris. And all of a sudden, Oscar Piastri um, joining McLaren, um, at like who's younger than Lando Norris. I think that looks different because now Lando Norris is almost going to be a mentor for um, Oscar Piastri. And I've never really seen that. So it's going to be exciting to see that this year. Um, I think that's one of the things I'm looking forward because... Throughout this podcast, we are going to be talking about some, like, New Year's resolution type of style. Um, I think that's one resolution that I want to see, like, obviously, Landon Norris helping Oscar Piastri a lot. Um, I do understand there's competition, like, as a driver. Like, obviously, you're going to have a competition with teammate like um, Max and Sergio Perez, but it has to be healthy competition. Um, But I hope at the same time, he also gets that experience of mentoring um, Oscar Piastri, um, making Oscar better, I guess, in a way. Um, I mean, Lando, <laughs> it's just it just different vibe, like, different look for me right now because, like, I'm, I'm so used to seeing uh, Lando the youngest and uh, McLaren bringing other drivers who are older than him, kind of that mentoring experience, as we always seen throughout every team, the oldest always mentors the youngest. Um, but now it's going to be a little different. Um, that's a little new touch. Um, we also have the Alfa Romeo team principal, Alessandro Aluni Bravi. Um, he did say in his launch that he does have some good luck for the team. Um, in a way, like, to help the team, obviously every team principal wants to do that for the team. Um, and I'm kind of pretty excited. Um, I'm not, like, a huge Alfa Romeo fan, but... Like, I don't hate them, um, but I think, I think it's gonna be a good year for Alfa Romeo. Um, obviously with Zhao and, um, both Botas being the two drivers for Alfa Romeo, um, I definitely saw the car launch, um, for the Alfa Romeo, and I think their car is pretty good. A lot of people would say that, um... I don't know if you've seen the memes uh, running around through social media platforms, but especially the memes that it looks very, like, not exactly like Ferrari's cars, but, like, the, the idea is kind of similar to Ferrari. Um, I can definitely see it from that view. But, again, I think this car is absolutely, like, a big change from last year because I've always seen them. They're red and white, but now they're, like, red and black. Um, and I think the car is honestly, like... I don't know. It's like it just looks different, and I'm not used to it. Cause Alfa Romeo, like I said, always red and white, but now it's different. Um, I loved it, and especially the tires and everything. Um, I think they have a pretty good car. Um, I remember when I saw the live um, launch. Zal's reaction was like the one I was waiting for, because like Zal's the youngest, and he said that he's excited for the car. I I I understand why Cherry bought this, but like. I was, my focus was on Zhao and like his reaction to the car. I was like, <laughs> I was waiting for his reaction and um, he definitely did deliver one. Um, I think, yeah, even he's excited for this um, new car. Um, I hope that obviously <laughs> the design's amazing, um, but uh, obviously we have to think of, consider the performance level, which we'll see at the Bahrain testing. Um and there will be an episode for that. So do not worry. I will make sure everything's covered for you guys. Um and yeah, I think this car it looks pretty good, um not gonna lie. <laughs> so yeah, Upper Mayo I I'm like I, I think they have a good uh season set for them. Obviously it goes down to the decisions and the drivers, so we'll see about that. Um, next we have Williams, um with Josh Capito leaving this sport uh this like um his spot and giving it to James Bowles. as um Total Wolf did say that James Bowles is a good team principal and was there with Mercedes and helped their decisions um I have a feeling it's going to be a good season we also have an American driver for um the Williams team um Logan Sargent who I'm pretty excited because I'm here in America, and um, even though I'm not supporting uh, Logan, I'm supporting Charles and Carlos for Ferrari. um, Still, Logan, like, I'm pretty excited. Like, that's really good. And I've seen him, and he's pretty good in F2. So, yeah. Um, They had their launch on Feb 6th. So, um, I I don't know if you guys have seen the launch. um, But, yeah, they they did show new car. Um, I was pretty... Okay, I have to say... I'm pretty impressed with the top, like the um, little roof um, for the battery. I'm sorry, not the battery. It was like a shape of a battery. I was pretty impressed with that because I'm like the the mindset of someone coming up with the idea is pretty genius. Um, And I think they have a pretty good car set out for them. Um, Again, it looks really good. Um, (laughs) It's obviously blue. Uh, but I I don't know. The battery part caught my eye the most. Um, and their launch was pretty epic, in my opinion. Uh, I think one of the best launches I've seen. Um, and I think with them having Logan Sargent, who is obviously the younger one, um, and the American one, um, obviously they're bringing in Alex Albon, who has who's obviously had some experience in Formula One, obviously with starting Red Bull and then moving to Williams. Um... I think Alex can help the team. Um, I know, okay, I know this sounds bad, but I have to say, I'm going to miss Nicholas Latifi. Like, he's my Nutella guy. Um, I know he doesn't perform well, but I always remember him as Nutella guy. I mean, imagine you're a driver, but you have a whole fridge full of Nutella. Like, he's my Nutella guy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm going to, I think, but I think Logan Sargent Will, I have a, I have a feeling that Logan Sargent could give a good shot at the season, 2023 F1 season. Um, and I'm pretty excited to see what they have to deliver. Um, it obviously comes down to a car performance, but their car by looks looks amazing. The Duracell battery part blows my mind. <laughs> um, okay, um, next we also have the Haas. Um. Obviously, with Günther Steiner, but they're also they drop Mick Schumacher and they're bringing in Nico Hulkenberg, who was um a reserve driver for um Aston Martin twenty twenty two season. But now he's now he's now in Haas season um for the season, and I'm a little like I'm shocked at this decision because, okay, if you think about it. All the teams, they always look into bringing newer drivers in. Because, obviously, newer drivers means more talent, better performance. But Nico Hulkenberg is not a new driver. Like, he's been driving in Formula 1 with Renault. Um, however, now he's, like, he he left, and now he's coming back. And I'm just, like, it just might just decisions like I don't I don't really know what's going on here um especially with Gunther Steiner's decision because you also have Kevin Magnus in there um there's no one new there um obviously Nico Hulkenberg new but like he's not new to the sport um and I'm a little con- not concerned but I'm a little like curious on the decision by Gunther Steiner obviously we'll see performance wise as the season goes on we'll see Nico Hülkenberg's um strategy like um driving performance um, but I'm a little, like, shocked at this news of Nico Hulkenberg joining for Haas 2023 season. Also, his um thing, uh, not, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, um but his, the Haas, right? Their name is no longer Haas. It's Moneygram Haas, obviously from Urukali um, due to the Russian-Ukraine war. Obviously, Urukali is not a sponsor for Haas, but now we have Moneygram Haas, which had a nice ring to it. I don't know. I like that name. Um, And then, so they had their car launch on Jan 31st. Um, They were the first um, team to have their car launch, and I think their car looked pretty good. It's giving me 2019 car vibe. I don't know about you guys, but their car from 2019 was a pretty similar white and black type of shade. Um, and it's again, that's what it is now. It's like a more white, red, blackish shade. Um, I mean, it looks pretty similar. I didn't, I don't think I had any big expectations of what Haas was gonna look like because they've always been pretty consistent with their changes. Um, I think again, the one that sparked me the most was (laughs) William, not Williams, um, Alfa Romeo with their new color change, but I don't know. Haas right now, it's not. I don't see, I don't really like, besides the black part, I definitely get, I don't really feel like there's anything that was shocking to me about this. Um, I guess it just looks pretty similar to like the 2019 car version, except now they have a new sponsor, MoneyGram, Um, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, so I would say their car is pretty good. I would rate it like maybe by looks. 6 out of 10, because it didn't really shock me, but at the same time, it's not bad. Um, yeah. And now, we also have Red Bull launched on their, on Feb 3rd, um, with their new RB19 car. And guys, Red Bull, we know, has been dominant, pretty much dominating the whole entire 22 seasons. And their RB19... I have to say disappointed me in a way um like I'm sorry guys but like I don't see what was so different from today's car versus last year's car like I I don't see what really sp- like changed obviously I know like some like distance and like from floor and things like that would have changed because obviously as years progress on FIA and inc- uh increases the amount of safety, p- safety procedures for the driver. And yet, keeping the race obviously fair and competitive as we always want to see. Um, but I don't know if I saw anything different. I definitely enjoyed the launch. Seeing Daniel Ricciardo happy and back at home really made me happy. Um, and obviously, I enjoyed launch because Max and Daniel are back. Um, and obviously, I don't. I know Sergio Perez did state that it's not a threatening environment for him. But I don't know. Is Dan? Is Daniel's? Spot in Red Bull, threatening for Sergio Perez because we do know the relation between Jan Ricciardo and Christian Horner is pretty strong, and I don't know. I mean, again, I don't think Christian Horner would ever like drop Sergio Perez unless he does really bad because we've seen Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen like they those two have been like carrying the season, Um obviously. So I think I don't know if it's yet a threatening environment, but many people did say that it could come out as like a threatening environment for Sergio um, Perez because Daniel Ricardo's there, and I think this this could be hello like I don't know my I don't have strong opinions on it. Um, all I do hope is Daniel Ricardo stays in Formula One, um, but again it's up to the decisions how the drivers perform what they want to do and what the sport decides to do um and then we also have our alphatari launch on feb 11th um with their car okay this one did surprise me um the splashes of red was not expected i honestly thought the car actually looked like how i thought it would look like um but without the red like, I, I don't see this red part coming in. Um, and I'm very confused because a lot of the cars have started putting red, like... Actually, I can't say that. They haven't, like, started putting red on them, but, like, a lot of the cars seem to have red. And I'm like, is this a Ferrari thing? Now, again, some people might be like, no, it's not a Ferrari thing. But I don't know. In my mind, I feel like everyone supports Ferrari. Because remember Sebastian Metal, what he said? Everybody's a Ferrari fan. So, exactly. I agree with this. Um, and I don't know. This Alpha Atari car... I guess I like the red, but I don't like it. because Just because it doesn't match their color. And again, it might be because I'm used to seeing them, like, blue and white. And just like with Alpha Romeo, I'm used to seeing it red and white. Now, like, they're having flashes of red on their Alpha car, which doesn't bother me. But, like... I don't know about this idea yet. Um, but I think it's a pretty good car. Again, performance levels always matter because you could have the best looking car ever, but if it does poorly, um, it's your season that's being cost. That's at the cost right there. So, um, and we have news. So like um, Gasly moved from AlphaTauri to Alphine. So the Alphine will have two French drivers. Now, people say there's like there's some rivalry or like some little tension between them that is not good for the team. Um, And obviously that's seen throughout pictures. And but that's again how the media interprets those pictures. Um, We never know. Honestly, maybe Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon could be friends. Um, I don't know, because I do know Esteban is good friends with Mick Schumacher, but I don't know about Pierre Gasly. And obviously, we've seen uh, Esteban Ocon's kind of past competitiveness with Fernando Alonso. Um, And obviously, that's like another touch. Also, speaking of Fernando Alonso, he moved to Aston Martin. Now, I don't know what that was, but um, I'm sorry. Fernando Alonso, remind me how old he can. He's like 40 or like 41 and like I'm sorry. he left, came back, and still kept driving. I've seen those memes where, like, you're in, like, the hospital, and you, like, fall into a coma, and then you wake up from the coma, and your first question is, like, is Fernando Alonso still racing? I think I agree with that, because this man has been driving. It's not like I don't want him to drive in Formula 1. Obviously, he's been a champion, um, and obviously he... All drivers should continue driving Formula One till they feel like they should. not However, Sebastian Vettel is different. Um, I don't know if I agree with his decision, but again, at the end of the day, I want what's best for him. Um, but Alonso shows a little like I did not expect him like to be an Ashton Martin, and I've seen from pictures it definitely gives a different vibe. Like I don't know, <laughs> it just it it's not. I guess I can say like a hundred times that's not what I'm used to seeing. Cause Obviously, it's not what I'm used to seeing, but I think, I think this is different. Um, but, yeah. Um, Oscar Piastri joins McLaren, as I've talked about him being the younger driver. And Ricardo moves to Red Bull Reserve driver, who Sergio Perez did not say is threatening, but some people do think it could be a threatening environment for him. Um, and then we also have Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, who left Hawes and is now a reserve driver at Mercedes and also McLaren. Um I I don't really have much to say about him, um, except I really want him to stay in Formula One. Um I don't know the um, the sympathy of like his dad. Um I was a fan of his dad and I think like Mick Schumacher still has the, the power to still, like, be there in Formula 1, um, and I hope he does stay there. Um, unfortunately, Michael Schumacher's, I wouldn't say, like, best friend, is retiring. Fettel retired, um, and I think, I don't know, I'm going to miss him this year. Um, and, uh, obviously, Logan Sargent comes to Williams. Um, obviously, Latifi then leaves Formula 1, um, and then Hulkenberg's, which is from reserve driver of Aston Martin, two um has second driver and then also Nick DeVries joined AlphaTauri Driver. Guys, I'm a kid of divorce. I'm just um, obviously I don't mean to be um obviously just traumatic uh traumatic to people, but um Pierre, Pierre Gasly and Yuki Sonoda were the best couple twenty twenty two. Um I, I think they were. Um and obviously now Nick DeVries joined F1 as an Alvatari driver Leaving Pierre Gasly to Alpine. I'm sorry. I don't I I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for this um, But I miss Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda. but again uh, Debris, I don't know how he drives yet, um, but I think we'll see throughout the season um, Obviously we've seen I think it was Carlos Sainz who called Nick Debris Debris like like fragments um, And it was like it was a funny moment on the radio Um, yeah, and we still have, um, some more car launches to see, um, which I will update you on that next weekend. Um, we also have Andretti Cadillac, um, who was gonna plan to join F1, um, and I think they're still, they're still talking about it, um, but that would, that would be different because now we would have, like, 11 teams and 22, 22 potential grid drivers, um, I don't know about you guys, but, like, that that would be different. I know I used this word different so many times in this whole episode, but I don't know about you. I'm just, like, thinking, would that be favorable? Because I, I know some teams, I don't remember which team, I think it was Red Bull also, who would not want Andretti Cadillac to be joining. Um, and, obviously, it would that means Andretti Cadillac is an American team. So that would mean Andretti Cadillac and Haas, we've never really had like. Actually, we did have. We do have two teams who are part of the same country, but like, I would say, Andretti Cadillac and Haas competing. That was that would be a little different. A different look. Um, but yeah, I was, and then we also have the Chinese Grand Prix, um, in the F one calendar. Um, obviously it's beneficial that they are not joining the 2023 calendar um, because after three years of COVID um, apparently they're still not joining Um, there was a talk about it but not this year Um, hopefully we see them next year Um, I mean we already have the Las Vegas Grand Prix coming in um, which that's going to be exciting Um, I mean talk about three races in America I do know Texas is like Daniel Ricciardo's favorite, and I think Lewis Hamilton loves Miami. Um, Also, Logan Sargent, who's obviously from Miami, loves that also. We also have six sprint races: Azerbaijan, Belgium, Austria, Qatar, USA, and Brazil. Um, I mean, I love F1 weekends: um, the classic Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, where Friday is the practice, Saturday is the qualifying, and Sunday is the race. but I also do think I like sprint race weekends because they at least give you more of that F1, um, that F1 entertainment that we need. Um, and if I, if, I have to tell you, if I have to be honest, I've been like, I don't know how I survived this, this break, um, but I wish F1 just continued all year long. But obviously the drivers have a life outside of the sport and they obviously miss their family and friends and girlfriend and things like that. Um, and then also there's an FIA ban or a rule, which was a new Article 12.2.1 states that drivers will be deemed to have committed a breach of the rules if they show the general making and display of political, religious, and personal statements or comments, notably in violation of the general principle of neutrality promoted by the FIA under its status that's used unless pr- previously approved in writing by the FIA for an international competition or by the relevant ASN for national competitions with their jurisdiction. I'm sorry, I just don't agree with this. Um, I think drivers should have their right to um speak for themselves. Um obviously I know it's an entertainment, but I think drivers obviously no driver's gonna like offend certain people. Um, obviously no drivers won't do that, but again, I think they should have the right to speak their mind. Um, and obviously, like, Lewis Hamilton, I don't know how he's taking this, um, honestly, because I've known him, like, as the one who would stand up for what's wrong or right, like, especially with a protest and things like that. He would always stand up for what's wrong or right. Same thing with Sebastian Vettel. These Formula One drivers are not afraid to share their opinions, and that's what I love about them. Like, even though I might not like Max or I might not like these people, at the end of the day, they still they would stand up for what is right um and what they believe is right and i I admire that uh, confidence and that passion and i really i don't know like especially how would Lewis Hamilton take this um because he is a driver who'd stand up for what is right who'd speak his mind um but again, that's just my opinion. I know some people might agree with this um and um, this is a rule in the FIA and Formula One motorsport, but I don't know, I'm still thinking about, like, Lewis Hamilton not, not, like, um, favoring this. Um, and I don't really know, um, but again, I guess, it's a rule and he has to follow it, so. But hopefully Lewis Hamilton, or they do figure out some kind of um, agreement here. Okay, so, that was it for this podcast um this is the first episode um and i will always be updating you guys every weekend um obviously race weekend publishing episodes um at 3 p.m um and yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this um podcast um and stick around uh like i'll share. bye